Hey everyone, C-Note here, and welcome to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Uh, always asking the question, are you my type? Still working on that tagline, by the way. I'm going to come up with another one. Well, we're just not going to worry about that yet. <laughs> uh, today on the show, I'm going to ask answer a few questions from uh, my latest trainee on the INFJ course, uh, Naomi from Hawaii. Uh, she called in with a few questions. And um, it's a good example of what you can do if you are curious about stuff. You can totally just send in a couple questions and I will happily answer them either on the air or directly, uh, depending on the question. And uh, it does not require you purchasing any of my courses, but uh, certainly gets you to the front of the line. So that uh, definitely helps. Um, so if you want to sign up for anything, go to supermbti.training. Uh, and sign up for the free course, and there's other stuff there as well. So um, today, uh, yeah, I'm just going to answer a couple questions from Naomi, and then uh, we're basically it's all about INFJ stuff. She's an INFJ, and um, there are a couple questions specifically about music and performance and um, getting INFJs moving. So we're going to talk about that today on Super Myers Briggs Turbo EX. Okay. out there. Um, the Super Myers-Briggs podcast is super amazing and I've definitely resonated with um, a couple of your episodes. And I just had a couple questions. I was just wondering, uh, maybe I have like two or three questions. So the first question would be, what Myers-Briggs type do you think Janae Iko is? I know that you've typed Eminem um, and I'm just curious to find out because I see a lot of different ideas online. I, I see that people think she's an INFP. I see that people think she's an ISFP. Um, and I also see that people think she's an INFJ, um, which I thought would be pretty cool because I'm actually an INFJ um, and I'm a huge fan. So, you know, I think that's kind of an INFJ thing where you really hope that you can be like related on a deeper level uh, to celebrities or people that. So along the whole idea of music and INFJs, I was just wondering, are a lot of INFJs musically inclined? Um, personally, I really like music, listening to music. Um, I play the guitar, I'm trying to sing, um, I play the piano, um, and I love to play the ukulele. I think that's probably my um, main instrument. I live in Hawaii. But uh, yeah, so I'm just wondering, are INFJs a little bit more interested in like the musical stuff, the arts? Um, I love producing, directing um, films. I like taking pictures. So I'm just wondering, is there a reason why INFJs are drawn to like the media and the arts? Is it because it's a form of self-expression or, you know, is it a way that we can get our ideas out there better? I'm just curious. So yeah, thank you. Okay, so I have to apologize. <laughs> this INFJ is just super excited and probably super inspired just after listening to a couple of your podcasts. Um, so I guess one of the bigger takeaway questions would be, 
what can the INFJ do to leverage some of their strengths um, in terms of kind of like the music, um, the arts, you know, filming, uh, also just taking photos, any, anything like that in the arts, um, how can they maybe immerse themselves more in it, um, kind of get in touch with it more or get their feet wet with it more, I guess. How, how can an INFJ get into action and kind of get out of themselves and like that fear of vulnerability and that fear of like being judged by others so that they can like better get in tune with their like more expressive, artful self. Thanks. All right. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys are doing okay. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to continue to do this podcast because um, it's already gaining a little bit of traction and it feels really good to share this stuff in a way that is unique and different than my other podcast called Dopamine, which is all about mental health and mindset for creatives and entrepreneurs. This is a little bit broader. It's about personal development and typology. You don't necessarily have to be a creative person or an entrepreneur to take in this information. Um, you just have to be kind of interested in Myers-Briggs. So it's kind of its own thing, um, sort of a, a side hustle of mine. And um, I'm just excited that people are interested in it. And um, I want to thank Naomi specifically for calling in and asking asking a couple questions. And I think um, those are really, really solid questions about the INFJ experience. And I know INFJs are typically asking a lot of these questions because INFJs are not always so obviously represented in media. It's not, um, you know, they lead with introverted intuition and introverted intuition is a bit of a challenge to even convey what that means, right? Or what that is and what that looks like. Introverted intuition is about subconscious pattern recognition uh, internally. So a lot of introverted intuitives are going to be a little bit more interested in sort of daydreaming and spirituality and, or whatever that means for them, a version of that. And, uh, essentially th- there's a lot of this feeling of being one with the universe because like a lot of ideas just kind of come to them because it's not a very active thinking process. It is, um, constantly taking in information and then suddenly your brain makes something happen and that is what intuition essentially is so um that's kind of the start of this um so to answer naomi's first question she asked about uh janae aiko who i i'm admittedly not familiar with um when she asked the question i went and checked a couple of interviews just to kind of get a feel for who she is and just a quick side note like Basically, there's a difference between active typing and passive typing. Um, Passive typing is typically when someone's taking a test or you see someone on TV or you're just kind of like observing someone from afar, right? And active typing is going to be having one-to-one communications and conversations, answering questions, observing behavior, things like that. So in this case, I'm doing very, very limited passive typing to try to figure out who Janae Aiko is, essentially. Um, I know she's a singer-songwriter, and I didn't listen to any of her music because musical things can be you know, anyone who's acting or entertaining in any kind of way that can sort of muddy the representation of, um, uh, Myers-Briggs stuff, uh, really kind of depends. So I know I talked about it with, with Eminem, but it's also very prevalent in his behavior versus his music. And again, I've only taken 15 minutes to learn a little bit about Janae Aiko. So 
from what I ascertained, she, so I watched a little bit of the Breakfast Club interview she did um, like a year ago or so, and then I watched her sort of, um, she did a Vogue like beauty makeup tutorial, and which was really interesting because I got a sense to see like how she is around people and then how she is on her own. And now she's still being presentable when she is doing the whole Vogue beauty makeup thing, but she's in a bathroom by herself and there's less pressure for her to interact between people, right? So you get kind of different representations of someone in different environments. Now, I do believe she's an INFJ, but I can't say for certain. Um, But based on a few simple ideas, I think she is an INFJ because she's someone that she's absolutely very quiet, very soft-spoken, absolutely an introvert. Um, but she certainly makes some intuitive references to when she's talking about makeup, she's sort of referring to different names of the different makeup styles and how they fit with her. Um, she sort of talks about, um, you know, uh, connection a little bit and she just seems to be kind of, she, she seems to be kind of a spiritual person and seems to lead with that. I don't know for sure, but that seems to be the case. And then there's also little things that, you know, she's a, she's an artist. She's a very concerned with her physical look. Um, not very, but like in terms of like her outward appearance for, um, for the sake of the cameras and things like that, you know, she, INFJs will be more likely to put on some sort of front, which is ironic because they'll get kind of upset if someone will put up a front. Um, but some INFJs will put up a front to protect themselves because they don't want to just let anyone into their introverted, intuitive world. So they'll do some sort of, um, some sort of version of themselves that might show up in public scenarios to kind of protect that, right? They're not necessarily going to be fake and they'll be upset if someone appears fake because she's still going to be herself, but physically she's going to be a little bit more presentable, a little bit more put together, um, and, and kind of ready for the outside world. That's essentially what the FJ denotes, right? The J, the judging aspect is denoting that she's more likely to be physically or, um, you know, prepared into the, in the outside world, coming to the outside world with her decision-making function so that she can be a little bit more, um, perceiving internally. So that allows her to be a little bit more improvisational internally. Um, so when she's on the interview with the breakfast club, she's a little bit quicker. She's a little bit wittier. She's, um, certainly holding her own, but she knows where to set her boundaries. Um, cause, uh, DJ envy was asking a couple questions about like when she lost her virginity and she just, you know, was very open about some things, but then put a stop to other things. Right. And she's had a couple, she had a couple mentions in the interview. And then and I only watched five to 10 minutes of the interview, but she had a couple mentions in both the interview and the beauty vlog that she is just kind of a different person around her friends. She's, um, just, she kind of lets the, lets her proverbial hair down as it were around her friends and kind of just lets go a little bit more about the people she absolutely trusts and cares about. Right. And not that she doesn't care about people at large, but she's just going to be, you know, again, putting out the feelers that way, um, in order to protect her, you know, that circle of friends that she's created. And that's one of the things that INFJs do 
is create, you know, they cultivate a healthy INFJ will realize that they're not capable of saving the entire world or nurturing the entire world, that they're going to be more focused on cultivating their own sense of community internally. Um, you know, meaning like a small group of friends or people that they absolutely care about and connect can connect with on an absolute deep level. And usually they'll use a combination of their introverted intuition and introverted thinking as a means to kind of check people, right? So if somebody is, again, they'll, they'll kind of put out more of a front that is a little bit sharper and a little bit more of a personal boundary to just kind of like qualify people, to test them, to make sure that they are worthy of being brought into their into their community, right? So when they're when she's on the Breakfast Club, right, she's she was very different than when she was on the beauty vlog where she was just kind of um kind of poking back at each of the people that she's with. And I'll find I find this with other INFJs that they'll kind of like they'll poke at people but can be very like just kidding about it. And um, we'll just kind of be playful about it because that's how they engage their tertiary introverted thinking it playfully is by like playfully making fun of people. That's just kind of one of the things that a lot of INFJs will do. So to kind of move on to um, the next question from Naomi, she was asking about music and if INFJs are a little bit more musically inclined. And I, I would say that um, it's not exclusive to INFJs, obviously, like but INFJs can be musically inclined because they want to, you know, ex express some of their intuition. Uh, it's a good practice for introverted thinking. It's like a technical skill to learn how to play different instruments as well. And there's also something about that extroverted sensing inferior function that sort of plays a role in the aspirations that an INFJ will have. I, I often find that the inferior function for any type is usually a signifier for someone's aspirations. Um, for me, for instance, I my aspirations have been typically painted in the world of wanting to be like a rock star or uh, someone who is like admired and loved. My introverted, my extroverted uh, feeling is my inferior function. And it's kind of like the equivalent of a three-year-old being really excited about something, right? So for INFJs, the three-year-old is their extroverted scenting, which is very kinesthetic, a lot of movement, um, very interested in performing. So in, in that sense, like I can see that manifesting within I, an INFJ um, as something that guides them and gives them a little bit of an aspiration in doing something a little bit more physical which I think is good for an INFJ to have as a part of their life. Again, it's not their driver. So um, if their main driver is introverted intuition, they're going to need to spend a large part of their time, um, you know, devoid of sensory emotions or sensory information rather. So if they can get themselves into kind of a quiet place and be kind of tranquil, tranquil or peaceful, in any kind of way, um, and really allowing themselves to get into environments that are not going to overwhelm them with sensory information. But that, that aspiration to want to improve that extroverted sensing is, is always there. It's just kind of lying in there. So I think what's really nice is practicing uh, performance art or music or anything like that, but kind of on your own, in your own space, in a way that lets you sort of express your intuitive state and be able to, to work through that and project that. And um, again, 
I don't know, um, again, with like Janae Aiko being a performer, I don't know how often it is that INFJs are performers. Um, that's something I'm still really interested in and learning about. And um, because, you know, their kinesthetic movement is their inferior function. So I think introverted intuitives would likely be more of the idea person um, and maybe more of like part of the musical experience or the the dreamer of the idea, but maybe not necessarily a key player or someone that wants to actually um, physically be doing it. It's more of like using music or creating music as another way to kind of get lost in the way that an INFJ will naturally want to be, right? So, um, and then uh, the last one, what was the last question? I'm trying to remember. I don't have the screen pulled up. Um, um, the last question was about, okay, yeah, getting INFJs moving and asking about how to help INFJs kind of get out of their head and, and do some stuff. One of the things that really sticks out to me about INFJs is that because they use, they come to the world with extroverted judging or extroverted thinking, or rather, I sorry, sorry, extroverted feeling, which is their, their main decision-making function, their judging function, they feel that they are, sometimes if they're trying to avoid conflict, they will not judge other people, but they only feel like they could be judged, meaning they're very aware that people are going to make decisions about them because they make decisions about other people very naturally, but they don't always express it because of conflict avoidance. But it is very important for INFJs to realize that they can both judge and be judged. But at the same time, most most people are not judging you in the way that you think you are. Because your introverted intuition is capable of looking at all of the depths of potential brain wiring scenarios that you might make the assumption that someone is feeling or thinking a certain thing about you. And quite simply, it's not true unless you were to confirm it to be true. So if somebody is judging you for an action or decision or the way you look or the way you're presenting yourself or anything like that, it is typically something that is just being put into your own head that is making you think that. And a part of that is the INFJ's own internal desire for perfectionism. The internal desire for perfectionism comes from introverted intuition mixed with introverted thinking. Those two functions, introverted intuition uh, provides the idealism, and introverted thinking, which has the sophistication of a 10-year-old, will provide a sense of detail and wanting something to be specific. So it, combining those things creates a specific ideology. You want to come up with the perfect thing to say, or the perfect way to present yourself, or the perfect way to present your idea, or your thought, or your musical talent, or something like that, right? And simply put, like, perfect is not possible. Perfect is not... Perfect is something that a lot of, a lot of INFJs need to let go of, right? And mixed with extroverted sensing as well, that can translate to wanting to present yourself in a perfect way. That can mean, you know, getting yourself into a place where you're avoiding action because you're waiting for the perfect opportunity, the perfect moment, the perfect thing to say, the perfect thing to think of, 
the perfect scenario, the perfect people, the perfect this, this, that, etc. And letting your idealism run the show. And again, in a lot of ways, your introverted intuition is all about optimism, idealism, pattern recognition, uh, etc. But, you know, the introverted thinking part, which is trying to convince you that everything would be better if everything is perfect, is a function that has the inf- the sophistication of a 10-year-old. So sometimes a 10-year-old is right, and, you know, usually it's not, right? So trusting your intuition is important, but also checking it against that extroverted feeling function. Because again, introverted intuition is a learning style. It is how you collect information. And if you're using introverted intuition and then your introverted thinking to make the decision about that intuition, you're using the wrong decision-making function. You are an INFJ, not an INTP. So you are not an introverted thinker. You are an extroverted feeler. And what that means is checking your intuition against your community, seeing how it would benefit them, how it would benefit you and them, because extroverted feeling includes you as well. You know, when you make judgments or make decisions or think about the needs of everyone, everyone includes you as well. So that's going to be a big part about having, um, getting you moving as an INFJ is realizing that you are important. You are a part of the community. You deserve the opportunity to make yourself happy as well as the community that you love and care about and that you are a part of that. And making yourself happy is a part of what will make other people happy. So that can be a motivator, right? So using that intuition as a motivator, as a beacon, as it were, for you know what you should do next in relation to you and your community is going to really be one of the main drivers that will allow you to get yourself moving and you know get out of your own head and realize that hey you know not everything's going to be perfect there's really there's no such thing and um people are going to love you and support you um and all of the judgments that you feel someone might have are certainly not true one of the things you can do is that if you feel like someone has a judgment about you is to confirm it if you are going to live in this world of assuming uh, it's, it's going to lead you down a bad path. I have a general notion that I talk about. There's a, a, a Toltec sort of book called, or, or philosophy, I guess you could say, called The Four Agreements, and I follow them to a T. And I think they are four of the most amazing, simple sort of um, things that you can take with you to to remember when you're stuck in this kind of mode. Um, number one is to be impeccable with your word. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Um, number two is don't take things personally. You never know what someone's going through. You never know what is tainting someone's opinion. You never know if their opinion is actually accurate. Um, and it usually has nothing to do with you. It is something that they are dealing with. Um, number three is don't make assumptions. And that means asking if you're not sure seeking clarity, uh, especially important if you're a community type of person as an INFJ, you are going to want to make sure that the people are saying what they mean and meaning what they say when they're giving you their opinion, right? And then the fourth one is to always do your best. No matter what it is that you do, if you're giving your best, then, you know, that's the best that you can do. It's not about feeling bad that you can't do more. It's 
just about doing the absolute best that you can with what you have. And every type is going to have limitations. Every type is going to have certain strengths. And what's going to be the most important for uh, for INFJs is going to be leaning into their introverted intuition, but then using that as a means to test those intuitive thoughts, those ideas, those plans against your community and other people and not yourself and consider yourself a part of that community. You are a person that is capable of making decisions and not having, not just having decisions be made about you or for you, right? So standing up for yourself and really standing up as a leader of your community, of your friends, of your peer group, and um, being someone that is going to be an active part of it and not just a you know, disembodied figure that happens to be around other people, right? Sometimes that happens to an INFJ. They feel like they're not quite human because it's the opposite of extroverted sensing. It's, it's, it's about being kind of lost in your brain and all the brain wirings. And it's a beautiful thing. It's really capable of a lot of amazing stuff, but for you to actually take that and put it into action means, you know, considering that against what your community needs, which includes you, and then taking action based on that. So um, with that being said, I think that covers all the questions. I think that was a, a, a longer podcast than I was planning. So that's cool. Um, thank you again, Naomi, for asking all these great questions. Uh, aloha. And I uh, hope you guys take care of yourselves. Uh, let me know if you have any questions. Please call into Anchor, anchor.fm slash super MBTI. And, um, I will happily answer your questions. And if there are good enough questions or enough of them, I will make an episode about it. And, um, especially if you go to super MBTI.training and, uh, pick up one of the courses, I will absolutely put you to the front of the line. So, um, with that, that's it. Thank you guys. I'm going to go relax and just chill out for a bit. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on super Myers Briggs turbo EX. Hey, thanks for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. We're going to help you with Myers-Briggs and all that fun stuff. And uh, if you want to jump straight into the advanced course, go to supermbti.training. If you want to check out my other shows, go to dopamine.life for mental, my mental health podcast. And you can go to cnote.show to check out the media podcast. So if you love this show, go to anchor.fm slash supermbti and leave some love, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. Okay.